Um, all right, <laughs> let me tell you about Built Bar. The age of awful tasting protein bars is over. The age mm-hmm. of... You remember we used to be on Atkins, uh, which oh. I think is what turns stew against meat, really. <laughs> uh, just too much meat. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, those Atkins bars were horrible. Well, if you're on sawdust. keto diet, what are you eating? Yeah, it's sawdust and mm-hmm. chemical. It's like it's like a it's like a a lumberyard met Dow chemical. Yeah. That's what it used to taste like. <laughs> Now you can get something that actually tastes like mint brownie and peanut butter brownie and raspberry and coconut almond and double chocolate and salted caramel. It is so good. They're called Built Bars, and you can get a mix box. You can try two of each of the nine flavors. They're not just great tasting, but they're healthy, full of protein. Uh, it's, in fact, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. You can't beat it. It's great. It's Built.com. Order the, uh, while using the promo code BEC15, you're going to save 10% on your first order. It's BEC15 for 10% off at Built.com. America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're so glad that you have tuned in today and you've tuned in at exactly the right time. We have covered some really, really important things. If you missed any of the show, go back onto Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast and uh, download today's podcast. It is really full of important information. And this hour, is important on critical race theory. We're going to get into what happened, what's happening in Loudoun County, uh, with a guy who was actually at the meeting where they they asked everybody, you know, to make a public comment. And as soon as they started hearing the comments, uh, they said, "This, this, this has got to stop. This is an unlawful uh, mob here," and people were arrested. We're going to talk to somebody who was actually there, uh, but I also. I also heard something from the uh, the chief of the Joint Chiefs, uh, and um, I, I've I've never heard anything uh, like it. Uh, it is well, I've got a few questions for our Joint Chiefs, uh, and I'm going to share that and what he said yesterday about critical race theory in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Imagine if you have a piece of paper that reads, good for one car, and you can take that paper to a car lot and drive away with a new car, and you don't need a car right now, so you just save the paper for a rainy day. Then one day you wake up and the paper reads, good for four tires, and you realize you should have gotten the car while the paper was still worth the whole car. Now it's only worth four tires. It's not even really an analogy. It's an example. I mean, this is actually what happened with Volkswagen uh, in the 1930s. Uh, They never got their car until the 60s when they dragged Volkswagen through court. Anyway, the U.S. dollar is in critical danger right now. And you could exchange that good for one car. Soon, 
what's written on that note will be good for four tires. What used to buy a car will buy four tires. That's inflation and hyperinflation. Goldline is offering an incentive right now uh, to uh, get started with a self-directed IRA transaction. You could be eligible to receive 6% in free metals with qualifying self-directed IRA purchases this week. You can use funds from a qualified TSP, a 401k, an IRA, or other retirement accounts. They're waiting to hear from you now. Please take action and find out if this is right for you and your family. 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. So we're going to talk about a little bit about uh, CRT and what's happening in our schools, no matter what the left is now saying. They're saying this is not even being taught in schools, not even being taught in schools. Really? Really? Oh, I have my answer to that on tomorrow's broadcast. But today I have to comment on the testimony of uh, our joint chiefs testimony on CRT. Question whether critical race theory is now being taught to our military. Listen to this smug, arrogant. I almost used a word I'm not allowed to use on public uh, airwaves. Uh, I, I warn you, duct tape alert. Wrap your head in duct tape. I have not been able to get through this whole clip. Um, I, every time I try to listen to it, I'm like, I, I can't take it anymore. Your head will explode. I'm going to try to make it all the way through. Here it is. First of all, on the issue of critical race theory, et cetera, I'll, I'll obviously have to get much smarter on whatever the theory is. Um, but I do think it's important, actually, uh, for those of okay, us in stop, uniform. Stop, 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 stop. We have to be more educated on what this theory even is. All of us, me included. But I think it's very important. Wait, you don't know what it is. You're not, you just said you're not educated enough to even know what it is. But then you follow it up with, but I think it's important in our schools. He continues to be open-minded and be widely read. And the United States Military Academy is a university. Uh, and it is important oh that we train and we understand. Uh, and I, I want to oh understand my. white rage. And I'm white. And I want to understand white, it. White and I personally find it offensive that we are accusing mm. the United States military, our general officers, our commissioned, non-commissioned officers, of being, quote, woke or something else because we're studying some theories that are out there. That was started at Harvard Law School years ago, and it proposed that there were laws in the United States, antebellum laws prior to the Civil War, that led to uh, a power differential with African Americans that were three-quarters of a human being when this country was formed. And then we had a civil war and a Oh my gosh, I can't take it. it. Stop. General Milley, I cannot make it through your entire testimony. I can't. You are such a gas bag that is, is trying to sound like I'm all for education. Well, then maybe you should get an education. First of all, it's not three quarters. It's three fifths. And it was done to protect 
the slave to stop slavery. You are a moron and a self-imposed ignoramus if you still believe that lie. Do some damn homework before you start telling me about a Harvard theory. It was just some Harvard theory. It's not a Harvard theory. Yes, that's how it started. That's not what it is. And you can find that out just by reading the book they wrote. Oh, my gosh. It is a Marxist philosophy. Well, I, we're a university. We should be open to all thought. Great. Are you reading, are you reading, uh, are you reading, reading Adolf Hitler? Are you reading Mao's little red book? No, you're not. Why? Because you know it's poison. You know what it is. And you would certainly not say, this is a very important book, uh, Mao's Little Red Book. Well, actually, uh, General Milley, you might be. You might someday come out and say, you know, I really think we should start teaching uh, Mao's Little Red Book. There, It's just interesting. You know, it just started out as an idea. And uh, I think we should be open to all ideas. No, no, sir. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. There's a difference between personal exploration. And I don't want any book or any theory banned. But you don't endorse it. Now, if you are studying something like, you know, I think it's a very interesting theory, this theory of the Islamists that uh, constitutional law doesn't really exist because God's the only one with any power. And so uh, we have to just be ruled by the Koran. I think it's really interesting. We should, we should really openly talk about this and, and discover whether or not that's true. Well, that's great for a philosophy class, but not for our military. Our military should know our enemy, know the people who are trying to destroy us, all enemies, foreign and domestic. And you are implanting the enemy of this country, of our Constitution. You are violating your oath, General Milley. You are violating your oath. By the way, white rage. I'm very interested in white rage. I don't even know what white white rage is, except what I'm feeling right now, and I happen to be white. What is white rage? White rage. Oh, he wants to know. You know, what 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 causes it? Where does it come from? White rage is Barack Obama and his Marxist friends' way of saying anyone who disagrees with his Marxist ideas is afraid that they're losing their white privilege. I want everyone to have the same approach and the same privileges that I have. I, I want to see everyone as exactly the same, not in their abilities and not in their outcome, but they should have the right to pursue their own dreams, work the way they want to work, build the business that they want to build, educate themselves. See, this is the problem. The, the schools we have right now, they're promising us a good education, but they're not. They're indoctrinating. These are no longer public schools. Stop calling them public schools. These are now 
government schools. Exactly the same kind of schools that they have in China and everywhere else. They are not teaching our children the things they need to survive. They are teaching our children to hate based on a color, white rage. Is there any evidence, uh, 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 General, on white rage being a danger to anyone right now? Is there anything? And let me ask you this. How is it legal for the nation to go to war with a single race of people who are citizens? How is that? How's that constitutional? Because that's exactly what's going on. I don't care if they are full of rage or not. They're citizens. They're people and they have rights. They can be pissed at you all they want to be. They can be pissed off at the government. If being pissed off as a white person is a crime, well, then it's time to round up the MSNBC and uh, CNN audiences and all those that support Antifa. It's uh, high time that you start rounding up all the leaders of BLM that are white, most of which are. Hmm. But we're not talking about those. We're not talking about those who are enraged enraged because some people say i'm not wearing a mask anymore they're enraged that's not white rage white rage is saying i'm not going to wear a mask anymore this is a political ideology what they're teaching is a political ideology and we don't ban political ideologies we do as a society say this is unhealthy This is really bad. This is pitting people against each other. It is making enemies and drawing the lines clearly around race. That is un-American, and it is against the Constitution of the United States of America, which you, sir, are supposed to protect and defend. But this is a, this is a battle against white supremacy. See that that one we are fighting. We're not we're not fighting the the uh all white people are bad and are the problem. We're not fighting uh that ideology. We're fighting the ideology that says, "Wait a minute, hang on. Um no, I don't think that's right." And even if you say, even if you are Richard Spencer, who I despise, I despise who, by the way, is also a Marxist, not a constitutionalist. How can the president spend money and use resources to target a political ideology in the United States legally? What if the next president decides to come in and say, you know, it's all black people that are the problem, and we got to fight that black rage. we got to fight that black rage. Are you going to be in support for that? How about if he comes in and says, you know what? Because this is, Biden has already alluded to this, if not stated it directly. The Republicans are the problem. The Republicans are the ones that are are whipping people into a frenzy and this white rage and they're white supremacists and always have been. How about we get a president who says, you know, the Democrats are the real problem and we got to root them all out. We got to get them out of our schools. We got to get them out of our military. We got to get them out of Congress. We got to get them out. All Democrats are bad. For as much as I would enjoy as a spectator 
seeing that happen just because oh, of what you're doing to people right now, I would stand up against it. I would stand up against it because it wouldn't be right. You don't categorize a group of people by color, by political ideology. How about if we, how about if the president said, we're going to set up, uh, we're going to root them out of our military. We're going to set up a hotline to report them for investigation. We're going to make sure all of our children are indoctrinated against Democrats and their evil hatred. We're, we're going to make sure. In fact, we got a hotline. I want you to turn in family members that you think might be on the road of, uh, of white hatred and, and white anger. Oh my gosh. It's asinine. It's asinine that someone can burn the United States flag in the streets and we are all supposed to cherish that freedom. But if you burn a rainbow flag, you'll be on the FBI watch list and the no-fly list in no time. It's asinine. And it's not about hypocrisy because they're not being hypocritical. Oh, you can't burn the American flag. You can't burn the rainbow flag, but you can burn the American flag. No, they've meant it from the beginning. America is a disease. And all those that believe in America, celebrate the 4th of July, fly the flag, they're part of the problem. That's my use of the First Amendment today. And I think that's a, probably a better use of the First Amendment, but you can be, you can be foolish, reckless. You can either be ignorant or a liar, like General Mark Milley, and say the things that he said yesterday. And I support his right to say it. He has a right to say it, just as much as I have a right to say, you are failing your oath to protect and defend the Constitution. Uh, but next hour, I'll tell you what I really feel inside. Oh, shoot, this is the last hour. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to get into uh, CRT and this stupid argument that it's really nothing but a Harvard. It's not even being taught. Really? First, let me tell you about Timeshare Termination Team. If you have found yourself caught in the clutches of an unforgiving timeshare, you have my sympathy. Um, most of them are really bad decision, uh, but I almost got caught up in one uh, myself because you're just you're on vacation. You're like, I, I do this every year. And then it's if you buy into it, it's not what they promised you. It's not good. How many times have you used it? Have you used it even at all? Or did you get what you were promised during COVID? And yet you're still paying for it. I want you to be able to get out safely, legally, ethically, and permanently of your timeshare with Timeshare Termination Team. I want you to look up, do your own homework on these people, timeshareterminationteam.com. It's an in-house legal team. They do all the heavy lifting for you so you don't have to. They have the legal uh, uh, expertise and the knowledge that you need. They're a veteran-owned company. They treat their customers with the same loyalty and values their owner believed in when he started the country, uh, the company. And by the way, that's the way they treat the timeshare companies, too, with values and principles. 
Timeshare Termination Team is offering a special for 20% off the cost of, uh, cost of their services for all military veterans and active duty personnel and their families. Make sure you mention Glenn Beck. Take advantage of the author at 20% off. 888-GET-YOU-OUT. 888-GET-YOU-OUT. Or you can go online at timesharetermination-team.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Tomorrow, CRT. Um, you know, can I uh, can I just spend a couple of minutes and talk about a story that I've had on my desk for a few days now? And uh, uh, I, I, I don't know if you've heard, Rihanna Simone Kelly has accused Vice President Kamala Harris of dragging her family's name in the media and giving away their family estate, quote, to white people uh, after their grandmother passed away. This was in 2003 when she was the Attorney General of California. Now, why would I bring up Rihanna Simone Kelly? Who is she? Well, she is the granddaughter uh, of Nina Simone. And the charge is by the granddaughter that Kamala Harris was so bad, she bullied her mother to almost killing herself. She bullied her mother so badly that her mother almost killed herself. All of the rights of Nina Simone's music, all gone now. The family doesn't have any of the rights because of Kamala Harris. I have to tell you, um, this is a real injustice. Um, Nina Simone, first of all, should she was far superior to Ella Fitzgerald. She is the voice of the toy. She is the Frank Sinatra of the, the female side. And her... Her story is phenomenal, just phenomenal. Uh, she's growing up, I think it was in the Carolinas. She wasn't allowed to go to music school, the conservatory, because it had to be all white. She overcame all kinds of problems, including men that just destroyed her as husbands. Um, she's a fascinating woman, unbelievably talented and the family don't get any of the royalties anymore. Uh, they don't get it because, according to the granddaughter, uh, Kamala Harris, who, according to the granddaughter, said she took this away and gave it to a bunch of white people and bullied my mother so badly she almost committed suicide. This is the Glenn Beck Program. But uh, other than that... Ms. Vice President, how is the play? Uh, the job of a real estate agent is critical if you are selling or buying a house, especially right now. It's stressful. It's an emotional time for the homeowner. Um, you need the best person to step up to the plate, and, and they can literally be the difference between you getting exactly what you want out of the deal uh, or having to settle for something much, much less. That decision is going to stay with you for a long time because this is probably the biggest financial decision you'll make in your life. Years ago, I started Real Estate Agents I Trust because I was tired of dealing with the hassle that comes from having mediocre real estate agents. I figure you might be too. So I figured out, I went to the 500 best real estate agents in the country. I was working with them for a long time. Uh, I still work with many of them. Uh, this according to the Wall Street Journal. And... Uh, I will tell you, I learned their best practices, and I thought, 
we should have a company that vets based on those best practices so we can have a free service for you. Well, that's what it is. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Find the one that will work the best with you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. Save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, this critical race theory is getting out of hand and now because they are denying it. Uh, they're denying that it is playing any role in our schools at all. And it is going to get worse and worse. Um, now in Loudoun County, I think this is perhaps one of the worst examples in the country. If it's not, I, oh boy, I'd hate to hear what is. Um, they two days ago, they had a public meeting, a hearing on transgendered bathrooms, et cetera, et cetera. But a lot of people showed up to talk and the school board didn't seem to be uh, uh, happy about the comments from many of the people there. Um, and I, I want to bring in somebody who is actually in this meeting. Uh, his name is Ian Pryor. He's the executive director for Fight for Schools, senior counsel of Unsilenced Majority. Uh, and he was there at the meeting two days ago. Ian, how are you? How you doing, Glenn? Thanks for having me. You bet. Um, I, I want to give you a, a recap of this as written by Fox News, so it should be friendly coming from Fox News. The first half dozen speakers were in support of policy proposal 840, which is what? Transgendered bathrooms and yeah, so transgendered bathrooms, um, you know, re requiring teachers and students to refer to other students by their chosen pronouns, and then requiring um, schools to allow you know biological males to play in female sports. Hmm. Okay, but fireworks erupted when the seventh, who identified herself as a mother of a transgender Loudon student, was booed after saying hate was dripping from the followers of Jesus in this room. She was swiping at Christian parents. Um, and is that what happened? Yeah, that is what happened. And actually, Glenn, you know, I, I led a team of, of volunteers. You know, we're looking to recall this school board. So I led a team of volunteers out to Leesburg, Virginia, to get signatures for one of these school board members, actually, while the meeting was going on. So we were watching it on our phones. Um, as we were going door to door throughout the neighborhoods and, and, you know, we knocked on one person's door, they opened it, they were signing the petition and, and we were watching it literally at the time that this person was signing the petition to recall two of the school board members. It was, it was just an incredible, wow. incredible event, but I mean, just insane. And you could tell that that was done really to, to rile the crowd up um, and to get them angry because, you know, most parents, when they go there, they, they direct their, their comments to the school board. They don't direct their comments to other people in the audience and their religious beliefs. And that was just uncalled for and absurd. So they called a they called a five minute recess. Then the board uh, voted that if there's any more eruptions, that they're going to clear it. And uh, this meeting will be over. But a ton of people uh, showed up. Now, the way this story is written and others are written is that they did everything they could to make sure that everyone was heard. But it was these people who are against critical race theory. They just caused chaos. Tell me what really <laughs> happened. 
Yeah. So, so what, you know, this actually started about two weeks before at the last school board meeting where, you know, for the first time in really a year and a half, you had parents that were allowed in the, in the meeting room, other than, you know, usually they would have one person speaking at the podium, but everyone is allowed to sit in the audience. And somebody cheered for one of the speakers and they, they shut it down for five minutes. So we kind of knew that they were, they might be planning to shut it down when they started to hear things they didn't like. So they really packed the, the beginning of the speaker lineup with um, folks that were for the school board's policies, for the transgender policy, but they kind of ran out of gas around, you know, 17 or 18 speakers in. And that's when all the rest of the parents started speaking. So you had, you know, out of the next 30 or 40, it was probably an 85 to 15 ratio. And then we had a former state senator by the name of Dick Black that just gave a, a passionate speech and, you know, everybody applauded. And that's pretty much what happened. And they shut it down because of applause. And, you know, my contention is applauding is a form of expression and you are expressing support for the speaker. That's a First Amendment right. When you shut down that meeting because of that, you just violated the First Amendment rights of everybody in that room. Well, you, you clearly have. Um, now, the are, are they going to have more public hearings? Because one of the things is revolves around a teacher that said, look, I, 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 it, is, it is immoral and wrong to call a little boy a girl if that's what he wants to be called. I, I, I won't do it. And I think it's also wrong to have bathrooms where anybody can go into any bathroom. He said that's also wrong. And he was, uh, I don't think he was fired. He was suspended for saying that, right? That's right. You know, he went there on his own time as a resident of Loudoun County about, I think, a month ago um, to speak his concerns. The, the public comment, they requested public comment on the policy. He gave public comment. He didn't say anything inappropriate. He was put on administrative leave. He took it to the circuit court in Leesburg. He won a resounding victory. And now the school board, the school system is appealing that victory. And, you know, it, could you pick a better case name for somebody um, trying to exercise their religious rights than Loudoun County Public Schools versus Cross. That is the case name of the Virginia Supreme Court case. So what happened to this county used to be pretty reliably red. Um, I mean, it was only like eight points in favor of the uh, Republicans, but that's quite a, a large spread. Then I think Loudoun County went, what, 25 points? for biden this time how yeah, how, how is this county so far off track so quickly well i think what you're seeing is, is the growth of the bureaucracy in, in washington and so you have you know fairfax arlington alexandria counties have traditionally been blue but as these things have grown as these um these counties have grown people have started to move out to Loudoun County where they could get more space. And Loudoun County was renowned for its public school system. I mean, that's, that's why I came out here in 2018. But unfortunately, all these people coming in from Fairfax and Arlington brought their politics with them, as we see so often in this country. And that, I think, is what, is, what has resulted in the, the dramatic shift um, on the, to, the, to the blue side. So the superintendent, um, Scott Ziegler, uh, has uh, said that this is uh, this is nothing more than a dog whistle politics that all of this stuff about crt is nonsense and people are being ginned up uh by using dog whistles yeah Uh, you know we find that amusing Uh, you know somebody who and, and that's part of the problem 
is that they just will not admit that critical race theory informs their teacher trainings and their you know, instruction of students. In fact, we have an email from the last superintendent that says exactly what I just said. And this, this is a superintendent that left you know, a couple of months ago. So you know, what's changed and nothing's changed. They've had a, a consultant on, on board for three years called the Equity Collaborative out of California that's basically running their teacher trainings, that set up their whole quote equity program. And this equity collaborative, their entire module is based on oppression analysis and critical race theory. It's all over their documents. You know, within the school itself, we've seen dozens of documents, teacher trainings where they talk about, you know, being the oppressor or being the oppressed. You know, one document, which was particularly striking, even said, if you are a light skinned person of color, you are an oppressor vis-a-vis a dark-skinned person of color. That's how far down they are going to divide people, not just on race, but actually on shade of skin color. I mean, that's, you know, one drop of, one drop of Jewish blood makes you a Jew in, in, in Germany in the 1930s. I mean, it, it is, it's getting scary on what these people are teaching, and the media is covering for, for them. How do you respond to the media who says, uh, and, and in fact, our Joint Chiefs chairman yesterday in testimony in uh, Congress said, this is just an obscure uh, teaching that happened in Harvard, and it's not happening in our schools. How do you respond to those people who are carrying that water? <laughs> I would say, you know, documentation, 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 and, and we parents have done our homework. And, you know, it's easy for the, the legacy media to swoop in and say, you know, what is and isn't going on in our schools. But we're the ones that see what happens when, you know, we walk by our kids' Chromebooks and, and see what they're learning. We're the ones that talk to our kids who are students there. You know, the, the superintendent in one of his interviews said, you know, I talk to students and and this is what they're telling me. It's like, well, you know what? We talk to students every day because there are kids and there are hundreds, thousands of parents now that are rallying to this cause to, to recall the school board. And they are seeing the same exact thing. So the fact of the matter is that the, the school board, the superintendent are really just gaslighting the community here. They're attacking parents, saying that parents are spreading misinformation when, in fact, it's the parents who have done the homework and the school system has absolutely no response whatsoever that's credible. So when when they come out to attack you, they say, well, you used to be you were somebody who was involved in politics. And this is proof positive that <laughs> you can't you can't listen to him. He's clearly nothing but a uh, Republican operative. How do you yeah, respond? you know, I love I love that attack line. It's it's. I worked in for Republican organizations and the Justice Department for, you know, six to eight years, give or take. I've been a, a parent for eight years and I'm going to be a parent for the rest of my life. That is where my priority lies. Second of all, I wasn't planning on getting involved in this fight until you had a private Facebook group that had six school board members that planned a campaign to target parents with illegal activities. And I found myself on that list. So you can be sure that I'm not going to sit there and take it lightly. And, you know, really what this happened, what happened was it was maybe six to eight of us um, parents that really just got on somebody's back porch and said, all right, this is enough. This school board has ignored and mocked parents that were trying to get schools reopened. Now they're taking part in these secret Facebook groups where parents are being attacked, doxxed, targeted. It's time for them to go. And, you know, sure, I, I utilize the skills that I've learned through 
working in politics and as a lawyer over the years. Um, that's to be expected. But this is truly, you know, I don't even know if we can call it a grassroots campaign. It's probably a back deck campaign because that's really where it started. Um, and how do you think it's going to end? Well, you know, I think that unfortunately this school board is not up for re-election until 2023. We've already seen a handful of lawsuits. I would expect there would be several more. Um, we're trying to recall six school board members. We've made amazing progress in six weeks. In, in fact, it's gone faster than, than I even planned for. Um, we're at close to 90% of required signatures for, for one of those school board Holy members. Cow. And ultimately, you know, once, once we get those signatures, then unlike in California, we have to take it to court and the court will decide if these, these school board members, uh, you know, abuse their office neglected their duty or incompetent in the performance of their office. So this is going to end up in court sooner or later um, on multiple levels, recall, you know, First Amendment issues, all the things that are swirling out there. So I'm just not sure how this board is going to be able to credibly function in a representative fashion for this community going forward. Uh, I can't thank you enough for for standing up locally in, in in your own community. This is the only chance we have of of winning and making sure that our constitution and our bill of rights apply to every single american is uh, do what you're doing and take it through the court be calm and collected uh use wisdom and knowledge uh and uh and let the system grind it out uh ian thank you so much thank you very much glenn but uh i urge you I don't care where you live and how safe you think your school district is. It's not. I urge you to run for school board. I urge you to get involved. Um, Run for dog catcher if you have to, but get involved in local politics. It's all hands on deck. All right. It's not uh, it's not every day where somebody can revolutionize something and something that's been around forever, like a pillow. But that's exactly what Mike Lindell did with MyPillow and all of his products. Um, If you don't own a MyPillow or you know somebody who doesn't, now is the time to try one and buy. And I I say try it before buy because you are going to buy it, but you'll have 100 nights of sleep on it. And if it's not the best pillow, you can send it back and you get all your money back. So try it because that's really the that's where the, the the rubber hits the road is does it actually do what it says for a limited time mike is offering his premium my pillows the ones that started it all for the lowest price ever you can get a standard or a queen premium my pillow for 29.98 it's a 40 dollars savings kings are only five dollars more so i want you to go to mypillow.com click on the new radio listener specials you'll find not only this amazing offer but also deep discounts on all my pillow products including the giza dream bed sheets the my pillow mattress topper and my pillow towel sets enter the promo code beck or call 800-966-3117 it's beck at 800-966-3117 Well, I hope you didn't miss the big Joe Biden speech yesterday about gun control and all the things he wants to do to make sure that you cannot purchase a firearm. Now, I say you because I'm assuming you're a law-abiding citizen, as almost everyone who buys a firearm legally is. 
Yet you are the target of all of this. You are the one who is supposed to bear all of the costs and penalties for all the things that people who are criminals are doing. And you can, look, you can, people always say, well, gun control, you can't get that through in this country. You can get it through in this country, absolutely. You can, you can absolutely take guns away from people in this country. You just need to start, step one, repealing the Second Amendment. After that, you're going to have to go state to state and get all those evil red states to do the same thing and go along with you. That's going to be tough. And at that point, you'll have the minor issue of 400 million guns still being in the hands of the citizens of this country. So when you find a way to get through all of that trouble, you can start talking about this craziness. But as of right now, there's no path for you, especially without even passing a law. The idea that you can get rid of guns through executive orders as Biden is trying to do is ridiculous and it will get overturned in court as it always does. You can complain about the Constitution all you want, but in the Constitution, it gives you a very clear path to overturn things you don't like. And you need to repeal an amendment to do that.